If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. This is how I record my podcast and it has everything that I need. I've edited and added music all right from my phone. So get started with Anchor today. Hello everyone, this is Crystal and welcome back to All Things Dark Podcast. I'm going to be doing another mini episode for you and I'm actually going to be covering the Kelly Hopkinsville UFO encounter. Let me tell you about Kelly, Kentucky. This is a tiny town. It only has about 300 and something citizens that live there. And this is kind of Kelly's claim to fame, this incident that I'm going to tell you about. They actually have an annual festival called Little Green Men's Days Festival there in August every year because that is when this incident is said to have happened. And do you know that trope about aliens being little green men? That comes from this incident because even though that is not how they were described, newspapers decided to run with that description because that's just how people knew of aliens since the 20s. And this incident actually inspired Steven Spielberg's E.T. I like to call this Kelly's Roswell because that's kind of what it was like. It became pretty famous, just not as a grand scale as Roswell. So what exactly happened? Let's go back to August 21st, 1955, around 11 p.m. The Hopkinsville, Kentucky Police Station suddenly is loud because eight people have rushed in and they're panicking and they're sweaty and they're scared. And one of them says, we need help. We've been fighting them for nearly four hours. And when asked who, they apparently said little silver men. So let's take you back to the very beginning of this and why they wound up inside that police station panicking and so scared. A man by the name of Billy Ray Taylor was visiting a friend named Elmer Lucky Son at his farmhouse in Kelly. And he had gone out to get some water from the well. And as he was doing that, he noticed a light streaking across the sky. And he would later describe this as being a silvery object, real bright, and had an exhaust all colors of the rainbow. And he watched as this object landed somewhere behind the farmhouse. He completely panicked and ran inside and told everyone, including his wife, that he had just seen a UFO. And they were kind of making fun of him and ribbing him a little bit until the dog started to bark. And they all stopped because these dogs did not bark unless there was someone who didn't belong on the property. So they looked out and they saw creatures approaching the farmhouse and they were getting closer and closer. They would go on to describe these creatures as having round oversized heads and long arms with talons that nearly touched the ground. It said that they seemed to shiver and glow as they walked through the darkness. Their eyes had a yellowish light and their bodies glinted as if they were made of silver metal. And they were getting closer and closer and closer. They watched in horror as one of the creatures pressed its face against the window and stared in at them. 
That is when they decided that they were not going to go down without a fight and they began to shoot. They explained that over the next four or so hours, the aliens would get closer and retreat and closer and retreat and closer and retreat as they were being shot at. And they would do this over and over again. And that they would in fact flip into the trees effortlessly, almost like they were flying. And then at one point, one of them even reached down and grabbed Billy Ray's hair. So, let's get back to the police station. They are in this station, panicked and scared. The police actually took the pulse of one of the people who showed up, and it was 140. So they knew that something serious was happening, and they decided to go out. And this included four police officers and the police chief. The police chief's name was Russell Greenwell, and he said, these aren't the kind of people who normally run to the police for help. So. They knew that they had to go see what happened to this farmhouse because these people were not the lesser into the cops and get help kind of people. Once they arrived at the farmhouse, there was no evidence of these silver little men or a UFO. The only thing they really saw was that the farmhouse was basically shut up and the Kentucky New Era newspaper noted the next day that nothing happened except for somebody stepped on the tail of a cat and freaked it out and that was about the only excitement that happened. But there was a police officer who worked in that station and they believed the story. That officer's name was Frank Dudas and the reason that he believed the story, even though he had not gone out to the farmhouse, was because he and another officer had reported the summer before that they had seen three flying saucers. So you have two officers on record saying that they saw something they couldn't explain in the sky. And he said, quote, I think the whole story is entirely plausible. I know I saw the saucers. If I saw them, the Kelly story could certainly be true. And that same article actually noted that other officers were reluctant to share their opinions, meaning that they probably believed Billy Ray and the Suttons, but they didn't want to come forward and say that so they wouldn't be ridiculed. So what did they see? Was it really silvery men? Well, according to one record, it was probably just owls. Mm-hmm, yeah. They're saying that it was probably great horned owls because they have long wings, glowing eyes, and round heads. But does that really explain what they saw approaching the farmhouse? Why were owls approaching the farmhouse? I don't know. And there's another theory, and this comes from a man named Arthur Haas Kanzler, who's a sheriff from a nearby town, but decided to join the policeman at the farmhouse that night. And he was telling everyone that everyone there was drunk, and some were tossing a cat onto a screen door to scare the people inside. When I saw the Sutton's daughter reach up and pull that cat off the screen and the cat screamed, I knew then that that was the Martian. So, yeah, he was saying that they were drunk. And the sentence really didn't help themselves because as this case started to pick up speed, they actually charged or tried to charge to get onto the farmhouse. And their neighbors were already suspicious of these people. They were like, it was just a drunken debacle. They, they're known to get drunk and, and, and be wild. So this is what it is. And when they started charging to get into the farmhouse, their neighbors were even more reluctant to plead them. And Glennie Langford, Elmer's mother said, the lies they told about us, they said we were drinking, but I know what I saw. The aliens looked like a five gallon gasoline can with a head on top and small legs. 
It was a shimmering bright metal like my refrigerator. And unfortunately for the Suttons, because they tried to get, um, you know, charge for admission and because the neighbors already didn't like them, this made the neighbors become even more cold and even threatening toward them. And they left Kelly 10 days later for good. They never returned. But the police said that they really did not think these people were drunk. Terrified, scared, horrified, yes. But that they were not drunk. So both of the theories from the neighbors of them just being drunk and from Haas saying that they were just throwing a cat against the screen door because they were drunk, it just, first of all, why would their daughter be drunk? And how drunk do you have to be not to know what a cat sounds like? But I'm neither here nor there. I, I don't believe that theory personally. So there's a woman who gives the Little Green Demons Festival. Her name is jo Joanne Smithy, and she does this festival every single year, as I said. She said that the Suttons were a very quiet, trustworthy family. And that she believes it. Obviously, she believes that this happened. And actually, the daughter, Geraldine Sutton still said, I can't possibly believe ours is the only planet with life. She went on to write some books about the incident. It is called, they're called, sorry, they're called Alien Legacy, The Kelly Green Men Alien Legacy Revisited. And she actually speaks at the Little Green Men Days Festival every single year. So she is still sharing their story and she's still saying this happened to us, this is real. And as far as I know, I had read that the children were actually under the table. So, you know, they were hiding. So if that's true, how is she throwing a cat up against the screen door? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, and not only was Steven Spielberg's film E.T. inspired by this, but so was Close Encounters with the Third Kind, Signs, Gremlins, Creatures, and Poltergeist. And it was actually also featured in the History Channel's Project Blue Book. It focused on that incident, one episode did, and they did the whole horned owl episode, or theory in that episode. They said, oh, it's just great horned owls, and this is what happened, and these people are pretty much crazy. They, in that episode, actually pretty much accused them of making it up. I do want to say this. I agree that the Suttons really did not help their story by trying to sell a mission to the farmhouse but they were trying to capitalize on something that happened to them and I don't know that they can be completely blamed for that but I will say this about the neighbors you don't have to like them but to automatically judge someone as a liar because you don't like them is not the right course and I think that's what a lot of us do we prejudge these people were prejudged as being rowdy drunks who lied and I think that that is a dangerous trope, especially with the paranormal, such as aliens and ghosts, because a lot of actual cases that are real are completely and utterly dismissed right off the bat because we don't like people. So just be mindful of that when judging these cases. And also shows like Project Blue Book, while they are good and entertaining and while they are based on some truth, that show is based on Project Blue Book's cases, keep in mind that they're also fiction. They added men in black and according to people who worked with jl allen Hynek and project blue book men in black were never involved with him 
and there's a lot of other things that weren't true like his wife getting involved as heavily as she did and everything else so just keep that in mind when watching movies and shows based on these cases is that they have an agenda and a lot of time that is that agenda is to make the people look like they may not be telling the truth i am not saying that this incident completely 100 percent happened but I'm saying I'm being open-minded to it because this family never changed their story and their biggest sin was trying to make a little bit of money off of it. And I can't say that no one else would do the same. We may have done the same, but I'm gonna leave it up to you. Did this incident really happen or did the Suttons and Taylor make it up? I'm gonna put a poll with this episode that you can answer. I wanna see what everyone thinks. Until next time, bye.